0: Welcome to the Chicago Bears Podcast, a presentation of ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Here's your host, Pat the Designer.
1: on Bears fans, welcome into another episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. We're back for another week. Pat the Designer here, Lance Briggs, on a Monday as always. Lance, how was the weekend, brother? You know what? It was uh, event filled. There was a lot going on, uh, a
0: lot of games. Uh, my niece had a, a grad party. Okay. And and uh, it was, but it was fun. It was fun. I uh, got to see some folks I haven't seen in a while, and uh, we relaxed, we played some games and, and, uh, and, and felt the love. I felt loved.
1: Can't go wrong there. Can't go wrong there. Graduated eighth grade or high school? High school. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Heading off to college, big college in the future. She's headed to Kansas. Okay. Kansas. Yep. Uh, uh, There's a community
0: college in Kansas that are going to help, uh, uh, develop her basketball skills over the next two years as she furthers her education. And then, uh, you know, who knows from there?
1: So this is just a full athlete family. That's what we're talking about here. That's what's happening here, basically. There's some there's some there's some there's some decent genes in there now. Some <laughs> decent genes. <laughs> hey, we got a lot to get into today, ladies and gentlemen. OTAs open today. We'll get Lance's perspective on how he's uh, how he looked at OTAs, how the team should be looking at OTAs, how important he believes that things are for this young team coming into this season. Uh we're also gonna talk about how does a team handle as a player, handle an organization that maybe isn't trying to go for a Super Bowl every year. How do you deal with that in the mindset of a player? And then uh, I got a special question about uh, a certain game that happened in Lance's career that. Our own uh, Wednesday host, Jason McKee, asked me to bring up to him. I uh, said, ask Lance about this, so had to bring that here. All that more in today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Make sure you guys are hitting that like button and drop a bird down right now to let us know that you're here. Let's get into the show. First quarter. First quarter. So, Lance, yep. OTAs is open. We're going to see... The players finally hit the field. We've got a very young team here. We've got a very a, a team that is trying to uh, uh, get into the second year. of The system start to move towards right the the right direction. How important is it to have as close to one hundred percent participation as you can at this point?
0: For for this young team and uh, everyone, um, you know it's there's there's an importance of buying into the system into the eberflu system uh this this year is probably more most important you know you you got to have guys in this is it's 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 one of those it's very boring the monotonous the monotony of of going through you know hey what's your alignment here you know what's your key you know all right what in this formation what's your alignment what's your key you know, in this formation, it's it's all of that, and it's going through each player in that yep. linebacker room, um, testing them to make sure that they're on, that they understand where their alignment, their their assignment, their key is each play. Um, it, you know, you you this is the time where where you get tested. You know, you have test competitions between guys to see if if they're uh, who's sharper, who who can react the fastest. Um, it, it, there's there's uh, fundamental. I mean, here's where your fundamentals come into play and the things that are going to carry you throughout the season. Um, um, this is what OTAs is all about. It's repetition, repetition, repetition.
1: Does it mean more to the team as a whole when you see uh, a good chunk of your teammates show up? A good, uh, You know what I mean? Where, Where, okay, everybody's in the building. That means that everybody's bought into this. Does that mean more to you guys sticking out than... You know, if people are kind of just like, "Hey, I'm here," but I'm just kind of going through it. I'm on the sidelines. I'm just, "Hey, good to see y'all."
0: I don't know. I don't know. It's it's one of those deals where you know, like I said, this for this young team, it's important to have everybody there, right? But there are times where you know, uh, I've had contract issues going on with the with the with the with the organization, right? And me not being at OTAs, I'm sure didn't didn't buy, worry anybody on the team. You know, they. You know, at that point, they knew look, Lance knows. Lance knows what he's doing. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like, and this is actually a great opportunity for whoever else, the other linebackers, to get more reps that Lance probably would have had had Lance been here. You know, but when we get to training camp, that's when we need Lance. You right. know, or or if Erlacher wasn't there or Peanut wasn't there, you know, there are there are certain guys that, that down the line that in if they're not at OTAs, it's not the end of the world. You know, and it's actually an yeah. opportunity for other guys to get some reps should these guys get hurt in the season. But this year for this young team and, like I said, buying into this system, we need everybody there. You know, we need to be as 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 full of a roster as we possibly can be so that we can all start getting on the same page. There's when you trust left- that has to be built.
1: When you when you look at where this team is is heading, right? Who are you watching closely in OTAs? Are you can you even get anything for real from OTAs? Is like an outside looking, and that's the real question because we always see like these grand predictions based off of some slow motion throw that happens rolling out. You know what I mean, or something like yeah. that. <laughs> you know what I mean, or or somewhere it's like, oh, he would have got hit right there. They laid him out. You got to be better. Yeah. Like, can you really take a lot from OTAs? Uh, well,
0: yeah, I mean, uh, you, you know, um, from, especially, I'm, I, and I'd be watching the linebackers for, for yeah. my, you know, obviously I, I'm watching the linebackers. And I want to see how they're moving. I want to see how they're playing their cover three. I want to see how they're playing cover two, you know, how they're dropping in their coverages, how they're adjusting the routes, you know, if they're, how they're reading the routes, you know, they should be reading the routes in this defense. Yeah. Um, and, and so for and, and how they're and, and more than that, how are they breaking to the ball? Are they breaking to the ball on every play? Are they trying to rip the ball out? Are they trying to punch the ball out each play? As a habit, as a fundamental, that tells me um, uh, or that gives me a lot of hope for for the 2023 season when I see those types of things.
1: Yeah. What? Who are, who are you watching closest in this? You said you'd be watching the linebackers. Is there a specific player that you got your eye on that you really like? Okay, I think this might be your year, dog. I think this All might be. Of them. Yeah, you're teeing in on I'm all look, of I'm them. I'm looking at Edmonds.
0: <laughs> I'm looking at Edwards. I'm looking at Sam Bourne, yeah. I'm looking at Sewell. I'm looking yeah. at all the guys that are that are going to make up that that uh, that linebacker room. And I want to see, you know, how these guys. Like I said, I want to see how these guys move. I yeah. want to see how they drop in their drops. I want to see how they break on the ball. I want to see, uh, um, the, you know, what the what the the good fit is going to be, the best fit, the best three. You know, and, and we think it's we obviously think it's going to be Edmonds. Edwards and, and Sanborn right. but how does Sewell fit in there you know what I mean there's other guys that are on that roster that uh that are gonna that, the average is gonna fight for a position
1: was there a situation that you were in where somebody won the job in OTAs is that what we can expect something here where you're gonna see somebody come out and you're gonna be like hey bro like he might like maybe the coaches don't fully come out and say it but they'd be like hey bro he, he might have it bro like they, this might be his job in two weeks <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. So you're saying that tells me there's a story there, Lance. That tells you there's a story. <laughs> when when I
0: when I was playing yeah. um, there, I mean, the, the, the Bears drafted a guy almost every year to replace me. Yeah. You know, um, and it was uh, but it but it wasn't it was never a, you know, man, you know, this guy looks good. Like Lance, you, you know, you better watch out. Yeah, You know, it was more when the guy got drafted. Hey, we, we drafted a guy to come play weak side backer, you know, and by OTAs end of OTAs, you know, it was, it was Lance, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're moving forward with you, you know, it was one of those, you know,
1: we're happier here. We're happier here, buddy. So he's, he's, you say they was trying to they're trying to get you up out of there but you wasn't letting go that's, that's it was good. listen that's the
0: process of the nfl you know what i mean Listen, yeah. they're always trying to find your replacement yeah you're always going to try to find your replacement it is your job to to stick you know it's your job to to continue to add value to yourself and to your team
1: this is my favorite part tapping into the mindset of coach lance if you had to sit here and and be on the field and coach up these linebackers, Noah Sewell, Jack Sanborn, young guys like that, Tremaine Edmonds, guys who have been around the block, what's your message to them in OTAs? What, what is the one thing that you're selling this linebacking crew that you, based on what you saw last year from them coming into this season, this is where our focus needs to be? Run everywhere.
0: I'd say run everywhere, challenge everyone. When you get into your one on ones, challenge whoever the best running backs are, whoever the shiftiest running back is. You know, because that's where you're going to get your best work. You know, if you're going to get one-on-ones against the tight ends, challenge the best tight ends. You know what I mean? Get, get up there, press, you know, uh, soft press, you know, uh, uh, try, to, try to get into the, the mind games of, of, uh, of, of strategically uh, playing football, you know, because there's a lot of things. And when you go against the best, you have an idea of how they're trying to beat you. You guys need to trade notes. You know, you can trade notes as well, you know, on, on what you're thinking and how he's thinking. So when you get into that game, shoot, man, you're already your steps ahead because you've trained against the best, the best that you guys have.
1: Yeah. It, it's Is this the time where you start to see those bonds built up, where people start to link, uh, um, right? They always talk about offensive linemen all being in sync with one. Is this the time where you have to start instilling, okay, listen, you guys need to be on a string on this type of play. When you see this coverage come in, this is where everything – is. Th- is this the beginning of all of that?
0: Oh, absolutely! This is also where you come in to that linebacker room for the first time, and you figure out where's where's where where's each guy sitting. Yeah, you know what I mean, and you know it's because where you sit is going to define where where the placement of everybody else. You know, and and once the vets come in, and you know we we come in, I got my seat. Oh, oh, lack, you're sitting right there. Okay, well, I, I guess I'm gonna sit right. This is I this wait is wait my wait, spot wait, wait
1: wait wait. You talk about real seats. Sneak, I thought listen. you been sitting on the field. Wait, the seats is that important, dog? <laughs> listen, listen. Now you know, no as
0: a as a veteran, yeah, as a vet. Now I'm coming yeah. in, and we have some new guys that are in there. They don't know, you know, and, and our coach didn't tell them where the seats are. So now I'm coming in. I'm like, hey, 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 that's my seat. You know, that's that that's my seat. All right. Oh, oh, sorry about that, man. Let me get out of your way. Oh, let me get out of your way. You know, or the see the smart ones. What they do is when the vets come in. They just they line up on the wall to see yeah. where the vets sit, and then they then they file in.
1: You who, know who, who took your seat, Lance? That seemed like that stuck with you. Somebody took your seat when you walked in. When you
0: <laughs> no, listen, it, it wasn't one of those. It didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. It was quickly. It was quickly remedied. Okay, it was quickly remedied. Guys, you were sitting in my seat. Hey, that's me right there. Hey, oh oh, sorry about that, man. Let me let me get out of your way.
1: That's right, because ain't nobody right. picking a fight with you, Lance. You too big out here, man. I saw yeah. you. I saw you when you walked in the room. Was, he was yeah. like, Man, I don't lift like I used to back in the day. I was like, Yeah, I ain't <laughs> but it's it's so interesting to me when I when I see right because a lot of times we hear about OTAs at the time, especially in the media world, where like, oh, it don't matter that much. He wasn't there at OTAs, it's not that big of a deal. But I think coming into this season, right, like you pointed out, it is an extremely big deal because. This is fluce instituting his system. This is yep. uh, uh, Allen Williams instituting this system. And I think mm-hmm. that more so for the defensive side to me than even the offensive side, because I look at the offensive side, I see a bunch of guys who played in the system last season or who had mm. played in the system before, right? Robert Tunyon's a guy who comes in. He knows where mm. he's supposed to be because mm. he played in the system in Green Bay. But I yep. think on the defensive side, right, there's a lot of new bodies on that defensive side. There's a lot of new names on that defensive side. It's not just instilling the principles of the hits principle, but I think mm. it's literally, right, like there's an entirely new language that's coming into play now for guys like Tremaine <laughs> Evans and TJ Edwards, right? There's an entirely new... <sighs> uh 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 expectation or or set of or, or i think expectation mostly right because tremaine <clears throat> edmonds yeah had an amazing defensive line in front of him not to say that this defensive line is going to be terrible but he might have a lot more responsibility in this defense
0: yeah yeah you know and the, the thing about thing about this defense is that uh it's it's not a it's this is a it's a very thin notebook yeah you know what i mean it's a thin notebook is you, 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 because it's not about, it's not about the scheme, you know. It's about how you play, you know. And and when you when you, and so you don't need a thick, you don't need a thick playbook to decide how you guys are going to play the game, you know. And and uh, one of the most intimidating things that any offense is going to see is seeing eleven hats running to the ball every play, you know. That is uh, that that that's discouraging, you know. And and that's when you when you turn that tape on and you see that. Um, you you have to tell that your offense. Hey, listen, it's going to be a long day, you know. So just just expect it. It's going to be a long day, and so that's one of the most important things that you're going to have to find out right now is we you have to set the standard. What is the standard going to be, you know? And who's going to be the ones to set the standard and that in that in the core of this defense and and if you set that standard, you know, how are you going to uphold that standard on a daily basis and that. Right now, when you got OTAs, you have the whole team together. That's where you get it. You find out this is how we. This is how we're going to play football, guys. This is how we're going to play football, and it, it, it can't get any any lower than this. This yeah. is our shelf. Yeah, this is our shelf.
1: Second quarter. So as we get into the second quarter, Lance, uh, you you mentioned something that I, I think is a a really good point to bring out because of your time playing in the game. You always say eleven heads to the ball. You make it sound very simple, but for those mm-hmm. of us out here who didn't you know, have long NFL careers or, or long football careers. How do you instill that 11 has to the ball? Because we've seen, right, we've seen Bears teams that in name, you should have these top defensive players, but it doesn't play out on the field. How do you start that now?
0: Repetition, you know, uh, the standard has to be set um, right now. You know, you have to find your core of guys that um, – that, uh, understand what the standard is, you know, and you're, while you're, while Alan Williams and, and Eberflus are, um, they're repeating, you know, what has to be done on the field and on the field. That's, I mean, it's also where you're going to get your conditioning, you know, if there's a way that you play the game um, um, come fall 2023, it starts here. You know, and the young guys under, have to understand this is how we play the ball. Like every time that ball is thrown, our defensive tackles, our, run, our linebackers, our safeties, our corners are all running to the ball. They're all getting over there to the ball. And when they get there, they're trying to punch the ball out. You know, when they arrive, they're trying to punch the ball out. That ball gets on the ground. We're picking it up and we're going to score. You know, and and it's it's a habit of you get a pick, you score, you know, you pick up a fumble, you score, you know, and and if you don't uh, pick up the fumble or you don't get the pick, you're looking for somebody to block. And these are the habits that you have to have. And, And so when it when it happens during the season, you already know what to do. You know, it's not new to you. Nothing is new to you. You know what I mean? And that's taking stuff to the next level.
1: Is this a time of year where you're trying to identify your leaders? Is this a time of year where, right, like you're you're looking for? Okay, these are where my these are going to be my captains right now through the season. Even though I think that Flus does the revolving captain thing, I think he like adds in a new captain every week or something like that, or honorary captain. But this is the time where you look for your leaders to kind of stand out.
0: Yeah, I mean, usually their leaders are they're established. Usually they're they were established when I was there when I when I arrived. Yeah, and um, um, but that doesn't mean that there's not room for more leaders. You know, The, the your whole room should be full of leaders, yeah. you know, and leaders know who exactly who to follow. And that's, that's how it is, you know, when, and all leaders lead in a different way. Some are more vocal, some lead by example, you know, some lead by support, you know, is there's there's, a, there's many different ways to be a leader. um, <clears throat> And so that's that's one of the things that you you know you, you walk into that linebacker room and and uh, uh, leaders the the leaders have their seats established already you know or you wait for them you listen and, and it's okay to to be the young guy that that's like um you know uh where do you where do you sit oh, okay then I'll take this seat over here because if it's open hey is this seat open because one day I'm gonna have my seat established yeah. you know that's that's my goal is to make sure that I'm established in here you know but you have to start somewhere.
1: Do you feel like we have them on the defensive side already? Do you feel like we have our leaders established or do you think that with this team that there's there's still going to be that feeling out process early in the season?
0: Well, you know, of course, there's some there's some established leaders there, you know, uh, uh, Eddie Jackson, you know, number one comes to mind, you know, Jalen Johnson, you know, um, um, Kyler Gordon, even though he's only a second year, that defensive backfield, I think, you know, big time, uh, you know, Travis Gibson, uh, and then linebacker wise, the guys that are coming in, in uh, uh, Edmonds and Edwards, you know, I'm, you know, Coming from the Eagles, who played in Super Bowl, there's you know he's and he's a Chicago guy. You know there's leadership skills there. There's already you know I'm, there's leadership there. You know and all of those guys. So uh, Sanborn, too. Shoot man, you know he's a, he's a, uh, another Chicago guy. All of them I think have uh, leadership qualities.
1: It's it's so interesting to talk about right Edmonds and Edwards especially right like when when y'all had Julius Peppers come in was he a leader the second he walked in the room like did y'all look to him and be like you that guy like we know what it is we got our leaders but you're now one of them
0: nah he's you know of course he's automatic we knew he was the leader you know you know Julius Julius he was a leader in his own way you know I mean he's not a guy that talked a lot you know he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't a raw rah guy he was a guy that was gonna play he was gonna lead by example you know he was lead by example you know and and um, um, that so you know it, it was just it's always a, it's a good fit you're gonna find out how you're gonna fit and you're gonna find and, and the fit's gonna work the way that it works you know <clears throat> when Julius when we signed Julius I don't think that anyone on our team thought like he was gonna be the vocal guy you know I, he he never came off that way in in any in any of his games in carolina you know and so it so you know having him on the team and having him there like you know when it was just us us back us linebackers or, or us defensive guys on the sideline when it was offensive uh, emphasis you know of course we're talking you know but it just you know from a leadership standpoint he wasn't a vocal guy you know he was a lead by example guy
1: yeah it, it's it's I, I ask that because I feel like, right, Tremaine Edmonds, I think a lot of people look at Tremaine Edmonds or, or right, like those guys that get the big money. And they say, well, uh-huh. he got paid, so he uh-huh. got to be a leader. And it's like, well, I don't, I don't know, right, like it, it depends on how, how that player is coming in and wants to impact the culture that's already there for you guys, right? You already a great defense. You already a top defense in the NFL. You were just adding Julius Peppers into that, so I think that right, like Tremaine Evans' situation is probably completely different because realistically we had a lot of defensive issues last season, and so there's probably a lot more people that are willing to listen, and so I'm I'm kind of just hoping that he's able to come in and I guess motivate. Right. Like, I think that that's the one the one thing that I look at where at least with the defensive line, it, it felt like at times last season, especially when the run game was killing them, that they were just like, we ain't got it today. We're done.
0: Well, you know, the the other thing, too, is who's going to call the huddle? You know, I'm assuming that that uh, Tremaine Edmonds is going to call the huddle. Right. Now, you 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 have been you have been automatically launched into a a leadership position on the defense if you're calling the huddle. You know, that's that's just a role that you have to accept. And, and it's usually one that's on, you know, um, your mic or your top linebacker. So um, I'm looking to see that he's probably he – sh- he should be the guy that's making the call, which also means he's making adjustments, which means that when he talks, the defense listens.
1: Yeah. Who's the underdog in OTAs that you're hoping uh, makes a little bit of a name for himself coming out?
0: Oh, underdog. Uh phew. Uh, I don't know if he's so much of an underdog, you know. But I just, um, I I just want to, I want to hear, I want to hear good things, more good things. I want to hear good things from Chase Claypool, mm. you know. Um, I think coming out last year, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we were under underwhelmed by what he did once since he got here last year and that's I I, I want that to trend in a different direction so I, I'd love to hear all the great things that he's doing all the good catches and the things he's doing after the catch you know throughout OTAs and I hope want that to carry over in a training camp I want to see it in preseason and I want to see more of him involved in the offense um, um, in 2023 I think he should be a big part of it I think he's He's a mismatch when you get near the uh, near the end zone. We have a couple of mismatches there. We have to take advantage, you know, when we see it.
1: As a player, did you kind of understand what Claypool was going through last season, where he goes from one system to a different system coming over to Chicago and just wasn't able to catch on? Did you look at that and be like, listen, I know y'all think he's supposed to just be able to play, but playbooks aren't that easy to just cram in in a week and a half and get out there and dominate?
0: Well, they're not. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, it, it, it takes some time to, to really understand some of some of these uh, these playbooks. But, I, you know, I think they put specific plays in for him. You can kind of see, you know, especially in those first 15 the scripted plays where it's this is a, this is a Claypool play. This is your play, yeah. you know, um, and it just wasn't one of those things that were that, that it broke for big yardage. Yeah. You know, I think maybe his longest was maybe 10 yards, you know, maybe 10 yards, if if that. So um, when you have a playmaker, you have a guy that you're coming in that bolsters your or, or is supposed to be an, another weapon for you. You know, coaches will put plays in for you specifically because we want to get the ball in your hands. We want to get our ball into our playmakers hands.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. We're going, we're going to keep this thing moving along because the second half is coming up. But first, we got halftime. Lance, anything you want to tell the people at halftime? Anything you want to bring out?
0: Just uh, you know, listen. Uh, uh, you know the great, the legend Jim Brown died re- uh, recent last couple of d- couple of days ago. You know, R.I.P. to him. You know, um, um, uh, you know, just. What a, what an incredible, uh, person, you know, the things that he did in the uh, civil rights movement and, and, uh, just one of the first, you know, to, to, to be drafted and, and, he just he was a he was a huge figure you know what i mean and when you talk to your you know i talk with my 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 dad and you know grandfathers you know they talk about jim brown man you know jim brown something special he's something special you know and so so you know just hey man this you know just just spread love man you know that's all i'm saying is just spread love
1: did you ever get a chance to meet jim brown uh i've met him
0: i have met him before i've met him before it was, it was brief it was brief and Jim Brown's kind of guided that uh, when he talks, you listen.
1: <laughs> yeah, he it it definitely seems like that. It it seemed like, you know, just just seeing him when he would talk on TV. Like I loved seeing him talk when other players were around mm-hmm. because it really was like had right, everybody shut up. Jim's talking. Like we gotta yeah. we, we gotta take something in because he's gonna spit some bars right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, so it's uh it's, it's it R.I.P. to Jim Brown, man. It was it yeah. was that was that was some tough news to hear over the weekend for sure. Um little little lighter note, I mean kind of sad for me and my uh well a lot lighter note I guess, but kind of sad for me and my uh in my fandom of the NBA, Carmelo Anthony retiring on us today. Okay. Melo right. hanging it up after I believe 19 seasons. Yeah. How you yeah. feel about the legacy of Melo going on uh, uh first ballot Hall of Famer for sure.
0: He's first ballot. He's definitely first ballot. And, you know, you know, just number one, thank, thank you, Carmelo, man, for, for entertaining us for as long as you did, you know, I, uh, you know, selfishly, I wish you would have come to the, to the bulls, you know, and you know, uh, you know, because that, you know, we knew that that piece right there is the one that would have took a, tipped us over into that championship. But, you know, he went a different route Went a different route and, um, and uh didn't get the chip so but Again, if we're talking about career, like I said, thank you for entertaining us for 19 years.
1: Absolutely, man. Absolutely, they they needed to get you on the recruiting tour. Did they ever call any of y'all in to like recruit for a different sport? And be like, hey, man, just show them the town. Show them how Chicago get down, man. They never-
0: <laughs> no sir, no sir, no sir. But if they if they had they have done that, we might have been able to seal a few more uh, big names.
1: <laughs> hey, listen, listen, y'all got to get on that, man. Stop trying to have. Doggone, Zach Levine, take these guys out. Let's go get Justin Fields on it, man. Justin know where to be at. He know where the party's at, man.
0: He probably does. Hey, listen, it's a young man's game, man. It's a young man's game. You gotta ask the young guys.
1: Justin cracked me up because I swear somebody literally probably over the off season was like, "Hey, Justin, people think that you don't like anything. You should probably show some personality." And he was like, "All right, I'm gonna just show up places and start." they like Justin would just be like, "Yeah, I'm doing Rich Eisen show today. All right, I'm here." <laughs> like, oh, okay, all right. You're the coolest dude in the room. Don't worry about it. And hey, let's get into the second half, man. Let's keep this thing moving right along. Lance, as we get into the third quarter, third quarter, we've heard Ryan Poles talk over the weekend. We talked about this Friday when I had Black and Abdallah in studio with us. And we talked about how Ryan Poles says that the Chicago Bears should compete for the NFC North title. And while I love to hear that, while I think that that is a great thing to to hear from my GM that he wants us to go out there and get it right, that's still just the NFC North title. That means something us here in Chicago, maybe not something in the grand scheme of things. How do you handle it as a player coming into a season where you know that the goals of your organization is not Super Bowl? <laughs> One step at a time. All right, now
0: let's let's go back to let's go back to uh, uh, when Lovey Lovey got hired. Yeah. All right, he said, beat Green Bay, win the NFC North, win the NFC uh, uh, division, mm-hmm. Super Bowl. You know, it wasn't Super Bowl in, in in you know Super Bowl NFC division NFC North. No, you got to go one step at a time. All right. Now you, we we beat Green Bay. Those are our biggest rivals. Let's beat them. Let's 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 uh, let's beat them on the series. Go two for two on the series. Let's win the NFC North. All that can happen in the same season. Yeah. All right. Win the NFC division. All that all can happen in the same season. But we got to get those first two first. You know, these are things that you know these are part of the goal. So you know, when when you talk about you know win the NFC North, um, I don't think it's a it's I don't, number one. It's it's attainable. Yeah. And once you get to the NFC North, you win the NFC North, you get yourself into the playoffs. Yeah. You know, once you're in the playoffs, hey, man, well let's let's keep this thing going. Let's become world champs. Yeah. You know, and I so I don't think you're cutting anybody or they're cutting anybody short or anything like that, but let's focus on what's attainable right now. You know, and before you can get to the Super Bowl, we need to win this NFC North.
1: Does it is it is its its it, is it, is it, Easy to kind of follow that plan as a player when you when you kind of know, right, like, okay listen, I know what your game plan is. I know the steps that you're trying to take to get here but I want to go out here and I want to win every single one of these games every time in and out. And you're not putting the best players around us all the time for us to make that move right now, because as a GM, you have to think, okay, what are we going to be doing next year? What are we going to be doing three years down the line, four years down the line, five years down the line? Whereas the player is like five years down the line. ain't, ain't what I'm worried about right now, I'm worried about this Sunday.
0: Well, look at it, look at it like this. Um, Regardless of of the products that are put out there, you know that to your left, to your right, on that football field, um, every football player's days are numbered. Yes, you don't know when that number is going to happen. So, am I what the what's the attitude that I'm going to go out here with? You know, my attitude is is this could be my last game. You know, and and on top of that, you know, I just don't have it in me to let another guy just push me around or beat me. Right. You know, I'm I, I too much competitive blood, you know, to to just back down to anyone. So, <clears throat> so that, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to bring my A game every day. I'm going to bring my A game every week, and you're going to get the best of me, regardless if if the guy next to me or the guy to my left or to my right are up to par or not. You know, and hopefully, I can inspire, or they can inspire me to play harder, and I can inspire them to play harder.
1: Do you take that and kind of com- carp compartmentalize it, right? Where you say, oh, uh, they 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 just think we're gonna win the NFC North Now nah, we're going out here, we're taking hands today. Do you is is there is there that where you're like, I understand what the organization's expectations of us are, but we gotta, we gotta exceed that. We gotta take this to the next level.
0: Yeah. I mean listen, you can only control what you can control. Yeah. Yeah the organization's expectations are what are are lower than what our standard is, that's fine. That's you can't control that. But what you can control is what happens in that locker room and on that field. Now, if we if we do this thing, you know, one day to take this one day at a time and we attain our goals on each one of those days and leading into the season and each week we win the first quarter, we win the second quarter, you know, and whatever we split the third or or win the fourth, we get ourselves to the playoffs, then um, um, we can start to change the minds of the people that had low expectations of us.
1: How do the coaches deal with that? Right, like when you know kind of what the expectation of this team is, or or where the the organization has built. The team. How do the coaches come in and say, "Hey, listen, like y'all can't y'all can't handle that. Y'all can't deal with that. You can only deal with what's happening on this field right now."
0: Uh, you know, it, it's every coach is different. You've had every a lot of different, different coaches, you know, by the way. <laughs> I've had some coaches, right? I've had some coaches. Now we've we've been in we've been a we've been a, a team where you know. Um, was it in 04 or 05? You know we were on a uh, we were on a, a, a win streak, yeah. and, um, and we were st- we were being badmouthed by the media, and you know Ron Rivera comes in and he's you know. Uh, do, he taking a uh, page out of your book, flipping tables and, and flipping slamming tables. his I fist like down and about the, you know, the spread that they have on us, how disrespectful they got us by, beating, they got them beating us by 10 points, you know, and, or, you know, 10 or 12 points. And we're averaging this on defense, you know, and we're only giving up eight points defensively. You know, it was one of those deals, you know, it. you know, it. you know, you should be pissed off because I know I am. So it's a rah-rah speech, you know, and, you know, other times it it's it's just, hey, guys, you guys know what to do. You know, this is your, this is your field. This is your team. Take control of it, you know, and, you know, we've had sound offs where, you know, Lovey's gone down each guy, you know, you know, I stood up. Lance Briggs, hey, I'm ready, you know, and it was one of those deals, you know, so it's. There's a lot of different ways that coaches approach this thing. Yeah. I know that these coaches nowadays, they're you know they're maybe a little, they're probably different than the Rod Marinelli's. You know they're 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 younger guys. You know probably guys that I played with. Yeah. So uh, how they how they uh, connect with their team is is unique to them.
1: It's it's so I always hear this right like we always see like you got to get your team fired up. And my mindset has always been if you got to get your team fired up you might not have the right team because your team should be fired up when they're heading out there. How were y'all in, in situations where, right? Like maybe, maybe, you know, you're looking on the other side of the field and you're like, all right, Matt, I see you. Uh, I I don't see a lot, but I see you, Matt. I see you, Matt. (laughs) How were y'all right going into those games where did y'all like the rah, rah speeches? Or did y'all, or y'all was just like, Hey, we about this business. We about to go handle this.
0: What you know? What I've learned the most about uh, getting ready for games is that uh, everyone is different. Yeah, everyone they get prepared for a game differently. Yeah. Now you're going to run into guys that that you know that they, they are rah rah guys. You know you have you have all of these in the locker room. The rah rah guys will gravitate toward other rah rah guys. You know, I was uh, I was a guy that uh, you know I. I was loose, you know. I was very loose, and I, I was, I was, uh, I, I joked around, you know. Me and Lack, we joked around because we knew that every question on the test we could answer. Yeah, you know, we would look at our test, and, and 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 by the end of it, I'm like, man, we know this. I don't need to see any more of this. I, we know it. Like, I know, I know exactly what to do. I know what they're gonna attack us. I know what the, my alerts are. So. Why am I nervous? You know what I mean? Why am I why why would I be nervous? Why would I need to be all jacked up? I know what I'm supposed to do. Right. You know, so it's and everybody's different. You know, there's guys that that uh I would hear in the locker room that were growling, you know, they were growl and stuff like that. It, it came it came the norm like I'm like I, I want to hear that growl. Who was a growling,
1: bro? Who was a growling, bro? <laughs> uh, Ruben Brown.
0: Ruben Brown was a growler, man. And we we you know I thought it was weird the first time when he first uh, got signed to the Bears and he's growling and uh, all before the game. And then it's just one of those deals like, man, where is that? You know, there, there it is. There it is. You know, it was one of those. I need to hear that growl now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Y'all would say so y'all wasn't walking out there with like the full we ready playing behind you and like banging helmets on you. Y'all was just.
0: <laughs> no, we had we had we had our little sayings, man. We had our little deals that we would we would do on our way out. And it was it kind of built on. And, and then it was one of those deals where, you know, uh, Lovey made sure that when he was walking out, he was in he was in the arena uh, area where he could hear it. And and uh, it was it was it was pretty cool, man, because, um we we got to do that for shoot the better part of ten years together. Man,
1: that's that's love. That, it's it's always interesting hearing those stories because to me it's like that the inside of the locker room is the part the dynamic that the media just don't get. There's yeah. there's so much we're like. Right, like people talk about they'd be like, I was in the locker room and it felt like this, and it's like, yeah, but you're not feeling that from the player's perspective. Like it's probably if it's a bad locker room or something, it's probably ten times worse from the player mm-hmm. perspective. Or if it's like everybody was in there smiling, I don't know about like it's like it's probably like, listen, they know what they gotta do, they gonna get to that next level. So I love hearing the locker room perspective on it. Um Good. it is is when you're in that locker room and we've talked about the expectations. We've talked about how you're getting ready. How do you maintain that sense of urgency in that locker room? You were one of the leaders of our locker room. How do you maintain Hey, boys? Listen, like you said, we don't get a ton of these. We got to go out there and we have to make sure that we're putting our best foot forward today.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, it's you, you kind of said it best, you know, if by the time you're in the NFL or getting ready to go out to a game, if you don't know how to motivate yourself, yeah. then you shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be here, you know. Um and, and that's that you know, for me, I just want to make sure that you know exactly what you what you're supposed to be doing when you go out there. You know. Uh um, and, and I was surrounded by guys that 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 knew how what they were supposed to do when they got out there and they were going to go above and beyond you know as far as taking that ball away and and I know that anybody that gets near peanut you better be hustling because <laughs> you might get a fumble you might, hey listen you if you yeah. get close you can get a, a recovered fumble cuz yeah. you know peanut's knocking it out yeah. and so uh uh it's I, I was around a lot of guys that, that knew what they needed to do, you know. Um, um, so when we got out in that field, you can look each other in the eye and know that uh, he's right there with you. I got your back. You got mine.
1: Who was the guy that knew how to push your buttons to get you to that next level though? Yeah. I mean, I've seen super saying uh, 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 Lance out here. I, I see, I see you had him games, but it's like, all right, he out of body right now. Dog. He, he's dominating. Who was that guy that knew how to push your buttons to get you to that point? Uh, well, you know, um,
0: it, when you go out, so one of the things that I love doing, I like I need, I need some contact. I need some contact early. I want contact on the first play of the game. Sometimes really I'd like to be out on that, uh, that the special teams, you know? And, and so once when the special teams is over, like I'd always sprint out there because I want this first play to come. Like I don't, and it, it doesn't even have to, like I didn't have to, I don't have to blast somebody. Like yeah. I can be hit. Like somebody could uh you know, uh knock me onto the ground or decleat me, but that get just gets me going. There it is. You know, I need that right there. All right. I need to hit somebody yeah. to get my to get me to get these butterflies out of my stomach. Yeah.
1: Oh man, mm-hmm. Listen, Hey, you're a better man than me. That's why I stuck to baseball and basketball, boy, because you hit me. Hey, we gotta fight. Uh <laughs> 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 Hey, let's get to this fourth quarter, man. This is the mystery question. This is the, the part that McKee told me that I have to personally ask you about because, Lance, okay. he told a story okay, about Adrian Peterson, yeah. rookie season, yeah, versus you all. seven. AP put up 224 rushing yards, three Stacks. touchdowns. True story and ran the open and ran the kickoff to uh in overtime to uh set up the game winning field goal as he a sure defensive did. player yeah. what were you thinking the day that you saw adrian peterson? what was i
0: thinking that Diamond? day I was, listen that was first time i ever got two loaves in one play i got <laughs> two loaves in one play i got a loaf uh it was a toss to adrian peterson and i got cut and so i got a um I got cut and I got, so I got a loafer falling right. and I'm thinking he's gone, you know, so I'm a loafer staying on the ground. And then he turns and comes back my direction. So as he comes back my, my direction, I'm like, oh shoot, I might be able to make a play. I try to get up and I dive. I miss him again and watch him run all the way to the end zone. Uh, so I got a lot of loafs in one play. It was, it was a poor effort on my part. And had I been up and running to the ball, we might have been able to prevent that.
1: You, you might have stopped one of those uh, one of those three touchdowns that day. What was it? What yeah. was it like? What was it like? Just just seeing a what was y'all mindset? I guess going into that game as a defense, right? Thinking, listen, everybody, he he running, but he's still a rookie. He not that guy yet. Well, they, you
0: know, their their scheme and what they what they were doing um, with a running back like that, it was just it was great. You know, if you can get. Guys in front of you that are busting their tail to help you get into that end zone. And then you have Adrian Peterson that's behind them that's like, just give me an inch, you know, give me an inch and I'm going to bust right through, you know. So it's a combination of a lot of good football, a lot of good offense, offensive plays. The, the way that they ran it, you know, uh, coming out, you know, blocking and, and just getting in front of people and just allowing Adrian to to go full steam ahead. Uh, it was, you know, when you go back and you watch it, I mean, it, it was impressive what they did.
1: Um, I had, and I had it, to after Jason talked about. It, I said I got to go see this game. I remember this, but I don't remember two hundred twenty-four yards. Hey, listen, tell J-Mac, all All right, since
0: we're talking about the Vikings, <laughs> ask him about ask him about the game right before halftime. That uh, that that the Vikings took him to church. All right, this is the game that the Vikings took him to church, and right before the half, and it had all of us were on a knee. We were on a knee. Uh, like we were at chapel, we were on a knee and we were praying. Now, uh, ask him if he remembers this game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. We got shots back and forth. Write that down mm-hmm. there. You right? We got shots going back and forth. Okay. Here's, here's the thing, though. Let, let, as as as, a, as as stout of a defense as you guys were, right? Yeah. When he gets when he gets to a hundred, and there's still a lot of game left. What's going through your mind? <sighs>
0: Well, our, one of our goals defensively is to hold the runner under 100 yards, you know, yeah. hold offense under 200 yards. So a lot of times we always, you always look up to see, you know, oh, he's got 48 yards going into half. Okay, good. Oh, he's got 80 yards going into half. Ah, we got to, we have to be really stout in the second half. You know, when you look up and he's already got 123 yards and we're just starting the second quarter, I'm like, you know, no sense in looking up there anymore, you know? This is. <laughs> He's out the gates now. He eighty eight out the gate. Uh, it's it's disheartening, but you know what, man? It's it's the stuff that uh, <laughs> it's the stuff that you have to grow from. You know, you got you got to grow from this stuff, man. That's 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 the way it goes. You know, we we have to have a. It's going to leave a bad taste in our mouth, but we will see this team again, and when we do, we'll make sure that he doesn't get to run for two hundred twenty four yards.
1: This this is the part that really stood out to me when I watched the game. Was like. It wasn't like y'all just were like, okay, anything else? Like nobody else did nothing. It was just him. Like I'm sure, like the, the offensive of lineman playing well, stuff like that. But like I literally watched that game, and I was like, it was just him. Like, is he the best running back that you ever got the chance to play against? Is he? Is he number one for you?
0: Probably so. Yeah, 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 for sure. He, for he sure. Where's,
1: where's he rank all time for you in the in the running back? Uh, in the running back? Oh, tournament? I don't know.
0: I don't know about, I don't, I don't know. He's up there. He's he's definitely up there. You know, I'm shoot, man. Uh, you 10. know, I was. A, yeah, yeah. He's absolutely a top 10. He's absolutely a cracking, top 10. Cracking that top five. I don't know. Listen, you know, that's, that's, you know, I, he's definitely top 10 yeah. might even be f- top five, but you know, he's, he's one of the best backs in the history of the game.
1: Yeah. He was, he hands was, in. it was, it was tough because he was the matchup that I remember watching and just being like we can do everything perfect and he can still just be that amazing I'm gonna be honest with you too like I don't think we have that many running backs like that in the NFL no more I think that there are certain what maybe Saquon Barkley Saquon Barkley I kind of look at that way Derrick Henry's just a monster-sized man but I guess him too right but outside of that like there's not a lot of guys where you knew right, right? like y'all knew the game plan was just run it right, like y'all knew mm-hmm. that it was give the ball to Adrian, right? Correct, correct. And it still seemed like on a on a time in time out, Nick Chubb, he was able to make it.
0: I guess Nick. Uh... Oh, you oh you didn't exhale. You've been waiting to exhale, Nick Chubb. Come on, there's Nick
1: Chubb. I love Nick Chubb, but is he is he a Saquon Barkley? I think he has exceeded
0: what everybody believed that he probably could or could not have been. I agree, you with, know? That. I and, agree and, with that. And when you when you look at what the Browns do, you know, they run him. They run and they run and they run and they play action off of him. Yeah. You know, and, and he's consistent. Talk about a guy that runs in between the tackles. He runs really hard, and he's he gets you those tough yards on a weekly basis. Nick Chubb's got to be considered one of the one of the top backs in in the NFL.
1: Well, he's for sure one of the top backs top. in the NFL right now, a hundred percent. But I just think, right, like you don't think that, he's, he's Saquon ish. I don't think he's Saquon. I I think that there are certain backs that. Make me so with running backs for me, right? My rule is like if I build a really good offensive line, mm-hmm. I've seen the running back that wasn't supposed to be the Hall of Famer have really good seasons. I've seen the guy that comes after Walter Payton, I've seen the guy that comes after, right? Some of those top running backs. So I yeah. always focus on the line more. There's some guys that the line didn't matter. Adrian Peterson, the line didn't matter as much.
0: Okay, so you're saying right now you would take Derrick Henry over Nick Chubb?
1: He, right now it's tough because he's almost thirty. Yeah, no, I'm still there. No, I'm still there. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry's a monster. You know, a, take,
0: yeah, he, yeah. He, he is. He, he is. But if you, I, in my opinion, Nick Chubb's more consistent.
1: Now let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this. The part that we've always talked about, though, is that it is Derrick Henry. Even when the offensive line was mid, even when, right, like they haven't had great quarterback play, it is Derrick Henry. Like he's the reason that they're in games, they're winning games, stuff like that. If you give Derrick Henry a quarterback that is at least, I don't know, top 15, top, you know what I mean? Like, like what is it? Like a Derrick Carr? Right? Like, if you if you give Derrick Henry a a, a a Deshaun Watson. A Derrick Carr? A Derrick Carr. I'll take a Derrick Carr with a Derrick Henry. The Derrick-Derrick combo out here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Derek I squared out here. I, I just I, I feel like there's not that many running backs like how you guys went up against AP where I can say the offensive line was terrible. Not terrible. I'm not going to say that. The offensive line wasn't the best in the NFL. A.J. Okay. Peterson still was able to get 100, 110 yards a game. Um, I feel like Saquon Barkley went through that. That's why he had some of the injuries that he's had where he's trying to make moves. And the second he's going to make a move, he's making two moves behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs>
0: yeah they were also i mean they were getting the ball to him any which way possible yeah. even when he's not running there's a the the pass route is designed for him in yeah. some way shape or form he he touched the ball he touched the ball you know 40 50 times a game it's, you're bound to, to 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 have some injuries
1: he he yeah 100 percent and i think that that's right like the guy when you're the focal point of the offense and as a defend a defender you know that's the focal point of the offense and you still like why is he going past me right now Right. Like I, I feel like there's not that many of those players. Now, Derrick Henry, a little different. I guess I'll take Chubb in the, in the aspect of in the passing game, different things like that. He could be a little bit more impactful. Derrick Henry just going through you. Like, can you, was there, did you play a running back like that? There wasn't a running back like that that you had to go up against, was there? Brandon like Jacobs. Henry? Oh, that's true. Brandon Jacobs. Yeah. I Brandon that. Jacobs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was that? Listen,
0: like? you got to, you got to remember, listen, we're in a, we're in a different era now, you know, uh, uh, you know, and, and I, you know, I love Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry is tall, you know, tall line, tall running backs, you know, linebackers get up under their chin, you know, they, that's high, that's high. It's, it, you know, and back in the day when you had a lot of the, a lot of these thicker linebackers, the guys that were running in, they, you know, they, they, they it was blood in the water These and they're sharks and these yeah. suckers are coming for nobody. You know what I mean? they yeah, they they got nuts loose in the head. They're coming after Derrick Henry. You know, I just you know, now that these linebackers are a lot smaller. They're a lot smaller. You can be pushing – they get pushed around a lot more, they're faster. But um uh, you know, so I, I I would be it would be interesting to see how he would have fared. You know, you look at like Steven Jackson. Stephen Jackson had a, he had a good career, but it was it was one of those shorter guys, you know, it was one of those shorter careers. Right after um um, um shoot who Marshall Falk was right fun. there in St. Louis, right after Marshall, Marshall Falk, you know, he had a lot of injuries too. You know, he had a lot of stuff that held him back, but he was a big target. He was, I thought he was taller than some of his linemen sometimes, you know, if you watched him when he was playing from those, from those days. So, you know, the, the, the tougher, the tougher running backs for linebackers are the shorter ones. You know, the Frank Gores, you know, yeah. Nick Chubbs, you know, because that it's it just the the, the, the balance and and uh, um, the, the the balance and the power that they have at such a low stature, you know, it's it's harder to get it down.
1: So you would rather see a Derrick Henry if you're on the opposite side of the field than somebody no. who's five. Easy nine.
0: target. Yeah. It's an easy target. It's an easy target. I remember. I remember playing against San Fran, and uh, they were running um, um, counters, but their counter was directly down at the at the center. Yeah. Um. And so when I was when I when I was uh, shuffling over, I'm like, I should see the running back right now. You know. You know. You have the expectation when you see most you see the running back, and they say, you know, I just feel something. You know, <laughs> some air go right by my my feet and my 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 uh my hips. I'm like, dang it. You know what I mean? I, could, yeah. I didn't even see him. He slipped right by me. Yeah. You know, and so it was. You know, he ran. You know, Frank Gore ran um, 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 that counter so well and so low to the ground that it was uh, it was hard to get a hold
1: on hold of him. It's that's 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 interesting to think about. I guess. You do see the smaller guys go further, but I it, in my mind, right? He's bigger. He he is a stronger guy too. He he's very good with his stiff arm stuff like that. But just saying, it's just because the linebackers are a lot smaller in today's game as well. They're not. You're not gonna. He he's not stiff stiff arming a Brian Urlacher off of him with Brian's weight at, at that time.
0: Right. 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 You know, and and you got to think about like how how shifty. Is a six foot three, six foot four running back. Yeah, you know, like I'm not worried about you shaking me. You know, so I'm not. You know, and, I, and even if I were, I'm not still not slowing down on my way over to 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 this gap in between the tackles. You know, I'm headed here. I'm. I'm gonna time this thing out when the when the when this big boy gets to this this hole. We're gonna see who's gonna win. It's either gonna be him or me. It ain't gonna be me. <laughs> I say. Said- <laughs>
1: You heard it at first. Lance said it ain't going to be him. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Chicago Bears podcast. Somebody run that simulation in Madden. Uh, <laughs> I need to figure out if Lance head up with Derrick Henry, how that's going to go. I need somebody running that simulation. I haven't
0: played, I haven't played it, but, but I do hear my hit stick is pretty high, though. I remember my hit I, stick's I'm, up there. I'm,
1: I'm not surprised. I used to be laying people out with your hit stick back in the day. That crazy. All right, we're going to get up out of here. Follow us on everything at ESPN Chicago or ESPN 1000. You can also listen five days a week on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe to the page, drop a bear down, and let me know in the comments and let Lance know as well because these comments will go to Lance. Who y'all thinks winning in that one on one matchup is Lance Briggs laying out Derrick Henry, or is uh, Derrick Henry uh, laying the boom on Lance Briggs?
0: And let's make sure that we uh, we send uh, uh, J Mac to church next week, or or on his <laughs> podcast this week. All right, uh huh. Get the same team the Vikings.
1: All right, mm-hmm. <laughs> tell him I said church. <laughs> hey, y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Burn on.
0: Burn